we'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Today's episode is about the nuance of delegation, not dominance. It takes a little bit to delegate. You can't just, you know, get it off your plate just to get it off your plate. You got to have some thought behind it. Empower them and trust them to do their job. That's what we need to do, right? And we got to make the time. We got to work 15 hours instead of 14 this week, this today, right? To get it done. Or maybe empower somebody to do that training, right? Put a little focus group together and say, hey, here's something we want training in, right? Here's the bullet points. Let's, Let's get a plan together for that. The reality is, you know, my team can probably do most things better than I can. And so, and more efficiently, it just kind of makes sense to, to pass on some of those things that I've been keeping for myself. For a better business, a better life, and a better industry, the Institute's Leading Edge. Welcome to the Leading Edge. Uh, this is episode 23, and we are talking about delegation, not dominance. Uh, with me today, I have Kelly Shelton, owner of the shop in uh, Virginia somewhere. Uh, I have Jim Piva, right? Did I say it right? I can't hear you, Jim. I don't know why. We got you on mute or something. I had you before. Um, and uh, Jim has a shop in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island. Rhode Island somewhere. Right. Uh, and you... uh, yeah, I can hear you now. No. Okay, good. And uh, we have uh, my partner in crime, uh, BJ Lee. And if you don't know me, I'm Cecil Bowler. So let's get to it. Um, I think a lot of shop owners uh, have two things going on. Uh, number one, uh, many of them have uh, a situation where no one in the company is able to really make a decision or do much without the shop owner kind of being in the middle of it. Uh, uh, they come to the shop owner. Uh, for instance, I'll go into a shop. Uh, I want to talk to one of the owners or something, and I'll be there for, you know, um, an hour. And during that hour, the shop owner will get interrupted uh, 23 times uh, over and over for uh, people asking uh, the shop owner to make decisions or look at things or, or whatever. Um, and then I think the, the, the second thing that happens is we, we kind of expect people to do things uh, for us or, or because they're common sense. And when they don't happen, uh, we get angry. Uh, I've seen that happen a lot. And, 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 uh, and the, the shop owner doesn't, uh, you know, the, the, the employee doesn't really understand uh, uh, why the owner is dominating, but the owner is dominating. And I think that uh, when this title was dreamed up by, uh, by Kent, it was, you know, how do we, how do we manage people uh, through delegation and, and, and not by dominating? Uh, so so let's, uh, let's ask the question, I think, um, you know, what, what is your uh, interpretation of delegation uh, um, as opposed to uh, dominance? Um, and let's start with uh, let's start with you, BJ. Well, I would just say that uh, delegation to me means by uh, handing off a task or responsibility off to somebody else in your organization. Um, uh, you know, making it clear to them what that is, um, and being sure that it gets accomplished through 
uh, by way of training uh, to where we can they can understand what needs to be done and that they get it done the way it needs to be done. Um, but really, it's just handing that task responsibility off to somebody that you trust to get it done. So, so is there a, is there a? I mean, you, you kind of uh, spelled out a little bit of a process uh, to that. You know, I, I I'll uh, hey BJ, um, you know, we have a building. Uh, I've got a problem with the electrical. Uh, can you get an electrician in there, get it checked out, um, and then what? Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, I guess part it starts off with. When you're first starting with this, um, at least for me, when I started out, you got to take bits and pieces, small pieces, uh, uh, because you know we think, I think for ourselves, uh, you know, before we really started delegating, right? We thought, well, there's only real one way to do it. I want it done this way, and be sure you do it that way, right? So we got to learn and teach people to do things uh, that we want done, but it's okay for them to do it their way as long as it gets done and gets done right, right? Gets done in the right amount of time and so forth. Um, but training and educating your people, setting the processes in place, um, and following up with through those processes and 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 stuff that they're doing, to be sure that it's it's within the focus or within the the uh, uh, way that we want it done, right? And once we once people start doing things uh, in the manner that we want it done or that we spelled out for them to do, we start building more trust and we start giving them more, more things to do, and we don't have to think about it or worry about it. Um, you know, but starting out, it's, it can be tough because we're not sure that they are really up to the task and what the scope of their um, uh, ability is, right? So I think it's important that we lay out the, you know, the foundation, you know, the, the um, uh, process, right? And make sure they understand the process and that we let them run with it. Um, and then we gauge it from there. Okay. Um, uh, Jim, what, what 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 would your um, what would your explanation of delegation be? Um, well, you, uh, I believe you need to start off by specifying what the outcome is going to be, um, and also build trust <clears throat> in the people that can get it done. Um, and and most of all is if you do get it done, I think it deserves some recognition as well. So uh, okay, so 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 I want to go. I want to go back to your last statement, not the the recognition. I, I, I um, build trust. Are, are you building trust? You're trusting them, or them trusting themselves, or is it a, a combination of uh, all of it? What what is what do you mean by that? Well, I think it. I, I think trust is earned. It's not just you know a label that everybody trusts everybody. So, I think you got to build the proper culture. And and also, communication is a is a is a key part of that in um, delegating the right job to the right person. So, it's a matter of earning trust before you can delegate to anybody. Um, you know, you got to make sure that they're able to handle the task and be sure that it gets done in a timely and an efficient manner. So it takes a little bit to delegate. You can't just, you know, get it off your plate just to get it off your plate. You got to have some thought behind it. Okay. Um, uh, Kelly, give us, uh, give us your thoughts on that. Um, I mean, I think, yeah, handing off, handing off part of your workload is, is part of it. Um, I think being able to sort of transfer some tasks that, 
you take on as a business owner that fall within the scope of what somebody else in the organization might be able to do better or more efficiently makes sense too. Um, like I'm kind of the type of person who always feels like I can do it better myself, but the reality is, you know, my team can probably do most things better than I can. And so, and more efficiently, it just kind of makes sense to, to pass on some of those things that I've been keeping for myself and, letting them do it because, um, you know, they want to and they enjoy it. Well, I think, I think the other part of that, um, you know, Jim, Jim kind of stated, you know, you, you need to kind of celebrate the wins. Um, I think that you, when you help other people succeed, um, the trust uh, is built or, or it's one of the, one of the avenues of building trust is by helping someone else uh, do something. Uh, and be successful at it. And I don't think it means I have to do it, but it means that I have to manage it. I have to make sure they know how to do it. Uh, I have to check on it, give them assistance if necessary. Um, so so to me, it looks like this thing is a big thing uh, because I, I can't hand off tasks if I don't know what those tasks are. Um, so what, what, do you, what do you think about that? Um, uh, uh, let's go with Jim. Jim, how do you how do you determine this is something I'm going to give to somebody else, and then how do you give it to them? Well, I think as a business owner, I have two tasks that are most important to me. One is getting cars in the door, and secondly is knocking down obstacles that my techs may encounter along the way. So when I when I delegate tasks to people it's just mostly people that i you know of course trust is the biggest thing that they're going to get it done in a timely manner and efficiently um but for me it's important so i can do my job properly and you know many business owners won't let that go and they're doing too much on their plate and everything's half done and as a result your efficiency goes down, your morale goes down, it just snowballs from there. Alan, Alan uh, uh, Syme says, uh, I think you need to make sure they know uh, what they're doing, uh, uh, that they are doing well when they do. So Alan is saying, you know, the rewards need to be there also. Um, uh, I think when you're, when you're a technician, and if you're a really good technician, a lot of us, uh, uh, when we are teching or when we were teching, you know, we're, we're great techs and we, we, we had a way we did something and it was like, that was the way to do it. And when we, and we took over the business and, and, and we started bringing other techs into our business, you know, th this idea, and I think Kelly said it of, you know, I do it best. Uh, uh, and then this idea of um, they're not going to do it the way I want. It's easier if I just do it is, is, is a bad idea uh, for my, for my business. Um, I got uh, I got BJ uh, shaking his head. Yeah, um, uh, uh, BJ, you've been with me a very very long time. Uh, we've been around each other probably about thirty five years, and you've kind of watched, you know, me uh, go from you know kind of a, a service advisor to an owner to a manager and and, and all of that. What 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 do you think some of the keys to that were? I think some of the keys and, and one of the main keys I think is trust, right? When you have people that you trust around you, you don't really think about it, right? It's like 
you know, we start off with menial things and we delegate something, right? It might be something simple. It could be, uh, hey, restock the refrigerator. That's your responsibility. Do that every week, right? Then over 35 years, you build on to, hey, I want to buy this building over here. I want you to handle the negotiation with that, right? So you go from here to here, but it takes time to get that done. But I think once you have the, the good culture in the business, I think, and uh, I think we have that in our company, um, then I think we the trust becomes much easier to, you know, we have much more trust, I think, in our company because we have that culture. Um, you know, so I don't think it's something that happens overnight. I think it takes a while, you know, to get the right people and pieces in play, you know, um, but it, it, you know, once you, once you get there, it seems very simple. It seems very hard at first because I think sometimes, like we've said before, uh, sometimes we think our way is the only way or the, you know, it's the right way. Right. Uh, so we hold on to that and we don't want to give it up, you know, uh, but usually there's multiple ways to get there. Right. So we have to learn to trust others in our organization. Uh, you know, um, and, and once we have that, um, it gets pretty easy, you know, but, uh, I don't know if that answered your question, but I think I went to three or four different things there. Okay. Um, um this uh, is such a broad and big thing, you know, and so many that, people can't do it. They just have yeah. such a hard time. And I don't know that it's dominance that, that gets in the way. Um, I guess when I'm thinking I am the only one that knows how to do it right. And I'm kind of shouldering my way in and doing it and not allowing other people to to do it maybe that's dominance um in a sense um i guess if i'm screaming and yelling at people that's dominance and if i'm bossing people around uh you know there's there's kind of a negative connotation to bossing people around and yet uh as a as a boss i have to boss right i mean i have to uh i think one of the things i do really well is uh especially in a crisis situation, but in almost any situation is, Hey, I want you to do that. And, and would you do that for me? And Hey, get that done. Um, almost a directing traffic kind of person. I think I'm better at that than probably anything else is telling other people what to do. Uh, um, (laughs) well, I, I think another obstacle might be is, um, you know, you have technicians that become shop owners and stuff, right. And technicians are fixers we want to fix things and our way is the right way right i've done it this way this way do it this way you know uh, so that can yeah. be i think an obstacle at times you know right and and and, and so there, there's also kind of this uh, uh uh this idea that people are going to let me down right um they're always letting me down uh you know uh uh kent forgot to call a customer back uh, uh somebody's email got lost uh 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 you know we didn't do the follow-up we should do the the car didn't they, they, you know, they, they left a rag in the car or, or something. Someone's always uh, screwing it up and, and, and breaking the trust. Um, uh, Kelly, what do you do when somebody screws it up and breaks the trust? Um, train. <laughs> I guess determine if they can, I guess determine if they can do the job or not, you know, or if, you, if it was my fault, which most of the time it's my fault for not being clear. You know, ex- yeah, being clear in the first place. And so I think. I think that's really important to um, just make sure they know what you want them to do. Um, right. And then if they, you know, if they don't, then either because you weren't clear or because you didn't teach them how to do it. Well, I think that's right. great. I think it's something right there that you just said, Kelly, was that, you know, usually it's my fault, right? I mean, a lot of people don't want to admit that it's their fault, you know, that I'm not giving you the tools you need to do a good job and, and do what I'm asking you to do. So, oh. 
I think I, that's I, a big step right there. I think there's there's two things. There's there's the um, there's the idea that I wasn't very clear on direction. So I either assumed you knew what I needed you to do, or uh, maybe I even asked you, or I, I, I hinted at, you know, uh, it's funny. You talk about women and men and, and, uh, you, you listen to comedians and they're like, uh, uh, I think it's Jeff Foxworthy. He's like, uh, my wife will come in and go, boy, that trash surely needs to be taken out. Right. You know, boy, that trash is getting cool. And, uh, <clears throat> And he won't take it out because she hasn't asked him to do it, right? And then she's getting more and more frustrated because he's not taking the trash out. And uh, and yet he, she never really said, take the trash out. You know, wasn't, wasn't really clear with that expectation. So there's kind of that. Uh, and then there's this idea that uh, people are going to make mistakes. And there's a difference between uh, a mistake and a pattern failure in my in my world. I think as a manager, I'm looking for pattern failure. Uh, Jim, uh, uh, what are are you looking for? Pattern failure as opposed to mistakes. And and if not, what do you do with the mistakes? And what do you do with the pattern failures? Well, the pattern failures <clears throat> they need discipline. Um, you know, so you know you, you got to discuss where where we went wrong you know is it is as kelly said is it training is it you know uh procedures or policies or even just communication um so i mean we've got to really identify whether it is a pattern failure or is or they just didn't it wasn't clear on what to do in the first place um as far as um the um the clarity, I think it, it, it ends it ends at our doorstep. If we're not clear when we're communicating on on doing things, um, you know, you're setting the guy up or the girl up for failure. Um, so it's it's really got to be a continuous improvement and continuous training on what is it that you expect or want done, and be very clear about it. So so um, all right. Uh, I think we're always training in some way in our in our company. Our training is always going on uh, because people are different levels. Um, uh, do I have to do the training? I mean, am I the guy that has to do it all, uh, or uh, or uh, can somebody else uh, uh, do the training in, in in my company? I mean, if I'm the guy that knows how it's supposed to be done, if I'm the guy that knows how I want it done, then I'm going to spend my whole life training everybody. Uh, uh, BJ, what do you think about that? Well, you take the best man for the job, uh, but if you can't do it, don't have the time to do it, you're going to put that responsibility on somebody that's close enough, uh, you're right, to, to what you want done and have them come up with a training plan, right? Okay. Um, you know, we can't be everywhere every time. Uh, sometimes it just has to be done, and we have to let people make mistakes to learn, right? Um, we just be sure that whatever that task is that we're giving them isn't something that's going to be a detriment to the company. Um, but sometimes, you know, we have to let people, you know, take it on and run with it, right? It's our response to make sure we give them the right test that they can, we think they can handle. So, so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to preach a little bit here, maybe, um, a training plan. W wouldn't that be amazing? Um, you know, we sit down and we look at what does a service advisor need to know, or what do we think a service advisor needs to know? We look at what do we think a business owner needs to know? And then we say they need to know these 
200 things or these uh, 100 things or these three things, whatever, whatever it is. And then we define what that is, kind of clarify, and then we say, okay, how do we teach that to somebody? And we spent a lot of time in that. I mean, when we created our, our, our service mastery program, I think we had a month of kind of discussion and everything around what does a service advisor need to know? And, and then, you know, what's the best way uh, that we believe to, to get that knowledge in their head uh, and some experience at the same time? Um, uh, Kelly, do you, do you have a, a series of tasks? Do you have a list that you keep? Do you, do you have a, a training plan for your people or, or is it more hit and miss with you? Um, no, I mean, I have a, I have a training plan for, for every position. Um, I definitely didn't used to, but, I uh, I do for, for every job. And then I have just like a general procedures training manual on how to, you know, push a car in or answer the phone or whatever. And I've, I'm, it's constantly growing, you know, cause I've, I'll see one problem that isn't, well, I've, delegated to somebody else, but I didn't make it clear how that should be done. Going back to your example of the, the fridge being stocked. Um, that was something I ran into this week. It was I walked by and there's it's one of the guy's responsibilities to make sure that the, the refrigerator is stocked and that we have spare drinks to refill it. And it always looks full and it looks pretty. And I walked by and I was like, Oh, there's no apple juice left in the fridge. Why, you know, why not? And it's like, Oh, well, we don't have any more. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, to me, it would make sense that if we don't have any more, then you just need to go buy it. But that makes sense to me. So then I put on my list, okay, we need a procedure for like when to check the fridge and to, you know, keep an inventory on stuff that we have for it so that we don't run into the situation again. But, you know, I wasn't mad at him about it not being full because he didn't have the tools he needed to restock it. But, he, you know, he should have told me or somebody. Yeah, we have a, we have a list of, of um, stock that we need. Uh, so many Pepsis, so many Cokes, uh, you know, so many bottles of water. And uh, uh, it's someone's job every week to check that list and make sure that we have the, the stock so that the refrigerator can always be full. Um, you know, and uh, uh, we know who to go to when, because it's been assigned. That's another thing, I think, clarity of assignment. Uh, because it's been assigned to somebody, and it's very clear that it's this person's task uh, if the fridge is not stocked, then we know who to go talk to and, and figure out what's going on. Um, so, so uh, Jim, do you have a, 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 a training list or how do you deal with your people and, and uh, when you give them a task? Well, I do have an employee handbook. I do have some tasks written out. Um, I can't say we're very good at following it to the letter. Um, so it's, it's pretty much, I mean, a lot of the people who work with us here have been with us for a while. So I think, uh, you know, when you, when it comes down to it, we, you know, we, we don't have a checklist, so to speak. And, and, and Kelly gave, gave me a great idea with that because we also provide lunch and stock our refrigerator. And lately it's looked a little, little bear. Um, so we learn that as we go along. Um, so that's, that's about all I got to say about that one. 
Okay. No worries. <laughs> we, we do our best. Whoa, you know, we do our best. We try it. to set up a successful way of doing something, and then we practice it. I guess is, I is the best spot. Best yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think any. I th- I think. I think. I think you could be too regimented in your business. Um, I don't know that I could say that this is the perfect balance. You know, I have uh, three quarters of the stuff documented and I have a plan. Um, I think it somewhat depends on who you are and it somewhat depends on your business and the people that you're working with. Uh, uh, BJ, do you think you can be too regimented in your business? Yeah, I think you can be too regimented. I think we need to have flexibility. Uh, If we use a stocking refrigerator, for example, and on our on, and we say that on Fridays at 3 o'clock, we make sure that we restock the refrigerator for Monday, right? Uh, well, maybe we have somebody that handles that task, but maybe every day they check it. You know, maybe in between, you know, waiting on parts or something, maybe they stop by and just take a, take a peek, and it always stays full, right? right. So we're not going to get on them because they're, they're making sure it's full, right, unless it takes away from other business that they've got to take care of. But so I think you need to have some flexibility. As long as things are running smooth and we're getting – uh, what we need uh, out of everything, then then I think it's I think it's fine, and and it's okay if they do it their way as long as it's getting done, right? Right. I, we have a really great question um, that's that's kind of on our. We always have a series of questions just in case uh, my brain goes south and I can't think of anything. But there's kind of a really great great question here. Um, why do you think that so many owners that are that are shop owners? Um, you know, hold on to the tasks and duties or the decision-making where they're the only person that can really uh, decide something within their company. Um, uh, uh, Jim, you're, you're shop owner. You know, why do you think uh, uh, people are holding on? And I know that you probably were holding on two, three years ago before we met, but now you're, you're more likely to be a little uh, easier with that. Um, why do you think they hold on? Um, well, I think, you know, the, and I used to be big with that. I always used to feel like I had to do everything and, you know, to get it right and this and that. And then, and, and I don't think, you know, nowadays I don't micromanage like I used to. I don't, uh, I think most of, most of the reason that shop owners won't let things go is they don't trust the person that they're, they're going to give that job to. Um, trust that they're going to get it done. Um, trust that it's going to be done correctly, timely, efficiently. Um, I think that's the main reason most shop owners won't let that go. But understand if you are that type of an owner, there's a lot of things that you yourself are not doing efficiently because you don't, you can't spread yourself that thin. So you have to delegate that uh, out properly to the people that can get it done. But I think it's mostly a trust factor. And I don't think that also, I, I think that doesn't say much for your employees as well. I think that, that, um, when you don't trust your employees to do something, I think, you know, they almost feel like a robot. They, they're afraid to make a decision. They're afraid to, to be part of the team or afraid they're going to do something that's not going to be right. Um, you know, and I don't think that's building a good culture or trust within your organization either. When when we're teaching management, I think one of the one of the keys to building a good culture is where do I put my time and energy, right? And if if a lot of my time is spent criticizing 
mm. you know, the people around me, um, instead of lifting them up or training them or getting them to a place where they could do their job, um, I, I think I think that really breaks trust down in, in a business and, and then people don't feel comfortable uh, to make the right decision. I think there's another piece of the pie here, and that is consistency in my action uh, and consistency in the way that I deal with my people. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, sitting in this in this room right here, uh, uh, BJ and Kelly are going to be more mellow uh, uh, than, than Jim and I. And I'm probably at the top of the not mellow list. Um, you know, uh, uh, I, I walk around, I think, frustrated 95% of the time. Uh, um, but, I, but I try hard not to, to lay that on other people's shoulders. Um, uh, Kelly, why do you think uh, business owners are holding on to those tasks and not, uh, not giving them to their employees or not letting their employees make uh, these key decisions? Uh, in their business? Um, I mean, I think, I think some of it is trust. Um, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know for my, for myself, I had a hard time letting things go because I didn't have, didn't really have a defined way of doing it. So like, if you don't really know what you're doing, then you can't really expect somebody else to do it. See what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, I didn't, I didn't know how to delegate stuff cause I'd, I didn't have a set way of how it should be done or, or it, I just kind of lipped through my tasks and getting them completed. However way I felt like it could happen at that point. But, you know, I sort of had to sit back and define everything that I do on a daily basis and then figure out what the most efficient way to do it is. And then figure out if it was my responsibility or if I could, you know, should pass that on to somebody else. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it really, it really does. I, you know, I, from from my perspective, and I think BJ and I, we probably have a different perspective because we're we're working with lots of different shop owners that are in different stages uh, of of this, and and of other parts of their business. And you guys are, you know, you're kind of um, a little more myopic view because you've got your business and only your business to really look at. Some of you are working with groups or, or, uh, you know, getting uh, coaching, consulting, other other things. But you know, to me, it seems like uh, you know, I, I have to really decide at some point that I don't want to work my, I don't want to do everything in my company and I can't. And, and if I, if I try to do everything, I'm going to really limit myself and my business. And therefore I have to sit down or at some point it has to be done where we go, look, here's, here's how this is done. You know, here's how the icebox is, is kept full. Uh, uh, excuse me, the refrigerator. Um, yeah, my, my kids laugh at me cause I say I spot, I'm really not that old. Um, here's, you know, here's how, here's how we do a break job, uh, frankly, in our shop. I know, uh, you know, with my, with my father, when I learned from my dad, uh, he had a very specific way, uh, especially on breaks of going back a second time and retorquing, uh, everything, just making sure, you know, one last time, did you, you know, did you tighten the the caliper down did you you know did you tighten those bolts correctly did you tighten the lug nuts on the on the wheel and and all of that and he was very specific about how that was done and and he literally you know looked over my shoulder and watched me do that job uh and 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 said no not that way right uh don't forget this and, and many many times until it became kind of the habit so you got a bunch of business owners that right now are uh I, 
we're going to take a, a, a brief uh, commercial here, and then we'll get to that uh, uh, statement. Um, we have Advisor Mastery Program uh, opening up. Uh, we have our, our, our uh, another class starting in May. I think it's the 4th and the 5th. You can go to uh, ifrave.com, go to the Mastery uh, tab, and, uh, and see what we're doing. The class is about half full. We will uh, stop it when it's full, and we expect to have it filled up in the next two weeks if you're interested. Uh, please give us a call. Send us an email at uh, 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 Cecil at ifrave.com. Um, all right. Uh, and uh, I think it's the best advisor training in the world. What do you think, uh, Jim? Do you think it's good advisor training? I'll tell you what. You know, I was hesitant at first. And, you know, Carly can take all the training that she can get because she's, she's only been in it in, for the last two years. And I was I was going to – I was going to also uh, – uh, give you a testimonial on that as you finished. Um, I believe that it is, if anyone is out there thinking maybe they'll send their service advisor and, and you have this service advisor that's a special person to you, um, I absolutely say go for it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just what Carly's learned over in the last six months or actually two years, because three years I've been with you, Cecil, for a while. Yeah. Um, what she's learned is is unbelievable. I mean, you know, and she's going to be a business owner soon. She'll soon ten years from now. Um, yeah. So I can't I can't stress enough on how good and how great Scott is. Scott, uh, the uh, her coach. Yeah. Um, you know, he just he, I, I, I say go for it. I mean, it's such a great thing, and I'm not just saying that i'm saying it because i've seen what it's done to carly and i mean she's just matured in the automotive business so much in the last couple of years that i can't stress how proud i am of of that accomplishment and a lot of it has to do with you and your group there cecil yeah 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 thank you so much for that jim i i, I did not exactly expect that but i did expect it um, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud to say it and I'm not ashamed to say it. And, and, you know, you deserve all the credit. You've done a lot for my business. Well, Carly's an amazing young lady and she, she's really blossoming and it's so cool to see her, uh, you know, grab the concepts and, and, uh, and run with them and be successful. Um, all right. So that enough of, and, enough and you of got, that. And you got Kelly doing better. Backflips over there. This guy yeah, Kelly's really doing backflips because Audie also yeah. has, has, no. has stepped up. Um, so, so anyway, uh, all right, enough of that. Now, uh, let's see if I can remember uh, uh, if I can remember the question. So you got shop owners that are um, they're buried in their business. I mean, they're buried. They're they're just having a hard time morning to night, uh, just trying to get everything done and trying to keep the monkey off their back. Uh, keep their customers happy, get their text, uh, you know, their, their, their employees to do what they want. How do you take the time or find the time to, to, uh, to make the adjustments uh, that you need to make uh, or to define roles in your business or, or to create the processes? You know, it, it seems to me like, you know, there just isn't the time for that. So you got uh, to make time. How do you not? Right. Uh, I don't know how you don't do it. I mean, you have to make the time. You've got to prioritize, right? Uh, just like Alan says here on his uh, on the chat, you know, he said, train them and empower them and trust them to do their job. That's mm, what we need right. to do, right? And we've got to make the time. we got to work 15 hours instead of 14 this week, this today, right? 
to get it done. So well, I, I or think, maybe I empower, think, or maybe empower yeah. somebody to do that training, right? Put a little focus group right. together and say, hey, here's what something we want training in, right? Here's the bullet points. Let's let's get a plan together for that. Well, and and you know sometimes sometimes my experience, you know, I took over a business. Uh, it wasn't running very well. It was obviously losing money. We had to make money. And in the first year, I had to work really, really hard. But part of that working hard was setting aside time to find and hire and train good people, right? And if I hadn't have found and hired and trained good people a year later, I'd still be working really hard. Um, you know, I think one of the things that happens in, in small business, it's probably in all small business, but certainly in automotive, is... I'm so buried doing what I'm doing, I forget to fix it. I forget to make the adjustments so that tomorrow my job's easier. Um, when, 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 you, when you start to make adjustments in your business, it, it, should, uh, it should get better. Um, Kelly, you, you've been working, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, about a year now, right, on this thing. Um, and, uh, Coming up on two. Is it? Okay, so initially it wasn't. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, baby. Um, <laughs> baby. I, 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 you know, are you working less uh, uh, today than you were working two years ago? Physically, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely working less. You know, we we had some had some stuff happen and it, some some hoops we've had to jump through, but ultimately, you know, I I feel like I've done a good job of trying to take unload unload myself and um you're asking i want to touch on this you're asking about like how do you find the time to do it and you know the short answer is delegate you know if you yeah. have a problem with how something needs to get done or whatever because i'll i have a, a running list of procedures that i have to come up with and you know if it's like how should we set appointments or whatever then i'll just pass that on to somebody else and say hey adi um, could you write me a procedure for how to do this? And then we'll talk about it. And then, then it gets done. Cause you know, that's, he's better at that than I am. So he'll, he'll come up with that. And now we can just train everybody on the process that we have. And if it's something else, then, you know, I'll delegate it to somebody else. And eventually right. all the procedures get taken care of. And then I'm then just start, sitting here. Then we start over and, and, re, and revamp them because uh, things have changed, or uh, or we try to make them better. Well, right. sure, yeah. I mean, and we'll a lot of times if we if we have something that doesn't need to be done today, then we'll just talk about it at a weekly meeting, and I'll ask the guys for just input, and we'll write a procedure together when we're eating lunch, and then everybody agrees to it, and I don't really have to train them on it because they right. came up with it themselves. So. Do, do you? Um, Kelly, I know that I that, that I preach this. I know BJ and I preach this. So for both Jim and, and Kelly, um, do you have weekly meetings with your staff, or do you have staff meetings kind of regular with your staff where you're discussing these things and working on these things, or or not? Hundred percent. Okay. We have we have meetings like once a month, but you know, closing on on lunch times and discussing things that go on during our hour lunch. Um, is, is, I guess, an informal meeting, but I mean, we, we, we definitely share our ideas and, and have meetings and discuss how do we do move that, forward. Do you think that that time spent together, um, is something that in, increases the, the trust? 
I think it helps build the trust, the culture. Um, I definitely think, and it also, it, it just, it just builds team. It, it just, it wreaks team all over the place when you, when you have those type of meetings and uh, hang out and talk and just chat. Um, how, how important, uh, uh, BJ, how important is it that we, we, we spend regular time uh, as owners or managers um, with our staff kind of going, okay, uh, you know, here's, here's the process, here's what we're not doing right, or, or how, do we, how do we get this fixed? How, how important is that, is that type of uh, uh, situation or communication? Uh, well, it's of utmost importance, right? Um, if we have a procedure for something is not being followed, we need to, you know, once we first realize that, that something is not being done the way we want it done, we need to bring that to the attention of whoever's responsible for that um, and talk about it, right? Um, <laughs> is it because they just don't want to do it? Is it because they're not properly trained? Uh, whatever the case may be, and we take care of it right away. Um, so many people uh, try to say that they've got uh, process in place, but yet you see them uh, not holding people accountable for the process, right? Um, being accountable for it, or even if they're doing a great job at it, right? Patting them on the back, tell them what a great job they're doing. We appreciate uh, what a great job they're doing, right? So recognizing it, whether it's a, it's a failure or recognize it because it's a success, either way, right? We have to, we have to be touching and feeling our business, right? Uh, you know, just walking through the shop and whatever it is, right? We have to constantly be looking as owners, uh, you know, and if we recognize something good, you know, we, we let them know that it's great. And, and, and if it's not so great, then we let them know that. And then we do what we got to do to get it fixed by training or so, whatever it is. So many guys are afraid to let them know when it's not great though. Right. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and so they're, you know, they're afraid to, to, "Quote unquote discipline uh, an employee." I mean, that's a that's a big issue. We see that all the time with accountability. People, uh, I've got uh, I've got a client that is uh, just total deathly afraid of any type of conflict because uh, he thinks anytime he's going to bring uh, talk to somebody about something that he doesn't like, he's afraid they're going to quit on him and everybody's going to leave. And you know, he so he goes into this total stress out hyperventilation mode, you know, so he just <laughs> right. won't do anything, you know, so some people it, it's easier for and some people it's not, but I think the more that you, um, uh, training that you get and the more that you can realize uh, what your shortcomings are and what training and help you need in that area, you get it, you get it, you know, and, and work on it. Uh, and if you just can't do it, you know, you put somebody in that position that can, that can take care of that for you and handle that for you, you know. But it, I, I think nothing wrong. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with me being a technician in my own business and having someone else do the management piece. If if that's yeah. something that I struggle with or if that's something I don't want to do. Right. Right. Exactly right. But somebody's got to manage the mess. Right. Somebody has right. to has to pay attention to what's what's going on and what's what's not going on uh, uh, within within that business. Right. Um, uh, 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 Jim, when you think about all the classes you've gone to and all the education that you've taken, what do you think is the best thing that you learned um, in order to really run your company and have other people do their jobs? What was it that, that, that got you there? What did you learn that, that said, okay, I can't have people do it. Uh, I know that people are going to do it. How, how did that come about? 
Well, I think the best thing that I did was hire a coach because I went for 17 years winging it. And the last three years, understanding the numbers, understanding what drives everything in business has has made me personally make better decisions. Um, and also just, just hearing other people's, I mean, just the camaraderie between our smart group, um, Northeast, uh, and how other people run their businesses and listening to you and BJ and every, everything I can get my hands on, um, is, I think has made me a better business owner and is built a, a pretty damn good culture here. So I'd have to say training and education is by far the best thing that I've ever done. Was there one, was there one class or one, one piece of knowledge that you could, you could latch on to and say, uh, you know, if I was, if I was giving everyone that might be watching this or watch it in the future, a, a piece of advice, this is the one thing that really uh, helped me besides the general topic of, uh, you know, training. Um, I'd, I'd have to say just, just being part of an organization like you guys um, and just sharing that information and, and just, just being in the, just getting my hands dirty with all that, I think it's done leaps and bounds for me. I mean, that's the only one thing I can say is you can't get enough of it. I know when you, when I talk about learning, there's uh, there's two steps to becoming really good at something. One is 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 learning how to do it, knowledge, uh, and the second is experience. And uh, you said you know you're getting your hands dirty. Um, you know when I was a tech, I had to work on cars and get my hands dirty, grease and and uh, and bust my knuckles a few times, uh, a lot of times uh, in this <laughs> case. Uh, um, but but I think that 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 experience and 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 really actively you know, pursuing it and, and, and being involved. You know, I, I went to classes. I went to, I went to learn how to work on variable venturi carburetors and I went to work to learn how to take uh, axles apart and, and, you know, uh, uh, electronic ignition and, and by, by taking the education and getting my hands dirty. And I think there is getting your hands dirty in management. Um, and, and I think, I think maybe there's another, another key. How, uh, and I'm just going to ask this as a, as a question. How do you keep from getting stuck in a rut and making the same mistakes over and over? So a lot of the a lot of the owners they have a, a, a difficult time because they want to micromanage. They they step in all the time. They're they're so involved. How do you stay away from that, right? Um, Kelly, how how do you how do you stay away from micromanaging people or or getting in the middle of everything all the time? Oh, that's it's tough. Um... I, I guess just trying to sort of ignore it, you know, like as a, as a tech and as a business owner, I have a tendency to want to, you know, see, see what's going on and see, if, you know, step in. Um, but I guess just the way that I try to communicate with people, it's more, I've tried to take the approach of how can I help you accomplish the job, you know, best, or do you have everything that you need to succeed and, and taking that? And if they're like, yes, then, you know, then I'm, I'm just, try to take myself out of there and trust that I've explained. So, so, you know, I, I have a lot of owners and I watch them and they, you know, uh, like when you're teaching service advisors, 
and the service advisor is a technician or has been a tech, and the tech comes to them with something that doesn't make sense to them and says, uh, you know, hey, I want you, this is the part that's going to fix this particular problem. A lot of owners who are techs have that very same issue. It doesn't make sense to me. So I want to now take it over and say, you don't know what you're doing. And now I'm going to say, this is what you need. How do you stay with, because that, that screws up everything, right? Doesn't it, doesn't that screw up everything, BJ? Drop your ego at the door, right? Just know that there may be a better way, right? Surrender to the fact that there might be a better way. And, and your way is not the only way. Right. Empower your people, trust your people, let them make those decisions, you know, that need to be done. I think if you're, I think if you're, I think if you're second guessing your staff at anything, you're, you're in trouble. Uh, Even if you're right. I I think a lot of times we are the problem as the owner. We're the problem. I, I say, I say to that Practice, practice, practice. You gotta practice delegating their work. You gotta trust your employees. Mm-hmm. You gotta and and you know what? There's a reward to it too because once you get good at it, you want to keep doing it. So it's easier and easier. Then you look for things to do like that. So I mean, I, I believe you gotta trust. You gotta trust the people you hand the work off, and they may fall. That you might have to pick them up, dust them off. And, and, or maybe, maybe if you do that too many times, they're just not the right person for that job. Right. But, um, but once you get in the habit of trusting, then it comes easy. I mean, I haven't worked on cars now in 10 years. I haven't been back in the shop. I got four great technicians and, you know, I, and, and, you know, and this is, this is something to be said too. When your technician comes up to you and says it's this part or that part, that's bad. And in your head, your, your mechanics turn on and you say, ah, that doesn't sound right. You know, maybe you got the wrong employee at that time. If, if he is wrong. But, but, um, you gotta, you gotta trust your people you're with. And if you don't trust them, you're going to have a lot of work on your hands. You're going to, you got the right, you got the right people in, in, in your, in your business and you've got a good culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I I still say, no matter how good you are, you're going to blow it once in a while. That, that, that's just, um, that's about being a, a, a human person. Right. I mean, um, I still blow it. I'm going to, you know, so all the time, yeah. <laughs> That's how we it's learn. Everybody can see mostly. Got to keep that. Got to keep that in the background. Uh, that's why. I have, that's why I have good employees so they can cover for me. That's why I have good people working well, for my company so they can cover for me. Right? Failure is okay because that's how you learn. You know. So yeah. you know, if you don't, if you never fail, then you, you know. Yeah. So that's how you well, learn. I, I, I don't think we did our kids a favor by giving everybody a trophy. Um, Alan, oh, no, Alan, definitely said, not. Alan said that you need to know what winning and failing looks like and feels like, frankly. Um, you need to know that, that failure is not a great feeling, and, and it's okay not to feel good about it, it, it uh, as long as the next one's a, a better, you know, you, 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 you do better. Um, uh, uh, Kelly, what, what was your one thing, or was there one thing, or would you – recommend one thing to other shop owners i mean i'm pretty so i gotta i can't say anything but well i mean i'm I'm gonna go with jim you gotta you know training is is obviously important 
I'd say, I'd say if there's one thing that was kind of an eye opener for me from a business owner point of view was being told that, or being pointed out that I was responsible for everything wrong with, with my business. Cause I think it's hard to, I think it's hard to see that it's hard to accept responsibility for it. Uh, you know, cause you just get the tendency of looking at how everybody's doing their job within your company and they're not doing it the way that you think it should be done. And so then it's just not getting done right. And, you know, everybody's frustrated and that's, you know, the owner's problem that they haven't dealt with. So right. I don't know. I think when you, when you told me that I was like, Oh wow, I need to, <laughs> to figure out a lot of stuff for myself first and then um then i can think about trying to manage other people well it can be i am I, I know it can be really really overwhelming i mean i look at my own my own business and you know even though i'm the i'm the trainer and and all of that in my own business i'm i'm going okay well you know we need five more clients and we need this and we're not here and we haven't done that yet and you know this isn't perfect and you know, it can be really, really overwhelming to realize that it's all my it's all my fault. It's it's all my failings, right? Um, uh, something I haven't done, or or something I haven't pushed, or maybe it's just timing too. Maybe it's just I need more patience uh, a, a little bit with with uh, with with my company and my people. I think BJ would back me up on I need more patience. Um, uh, all right, uh, we're we're coming, or, may, or maybe can't maybe can't would say that. Yeah, Kent would definitely say that, probably. <laughs> Poor kid has to work with me almost every day. Um, the, 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 we're, we're coming down uh, kind of the home stretch here uh, as, we, as we do at this time. It seems like, man, we just started and the hour's almost up. Um, what, what would you tell uh, another shop owner? You, we're going to give you a minute and a half, two minutes. What, what would you tell another shop owner uh, or, or someone in this business uh, to help them understand um, how to delegate or, or, or how important that is. Um, and, and let's start with Kelly. Kelly, what would you tell them? I mean, I, I think first is a multi-point answer, but first I think you should really understand what, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, um, sort of defining, defining like the vision of your business and then making sure that everybody in the organization believes what you believe and when they kind of get there, then it's it's easy to hand stuff off because it, it doesn't specifically need to be done your way because they're going to come up with a way to do it or they might come up with a way to do it that's you know better than what you could, but it's still going to stay in line with what you're trying to accomplish as a business. Um, don't be afraid to let them fail. Um, I think, you know, just finding finding the strengths of people and passing on tasks and responsibilities and you know if if they have a problem with it and you know they fall down then it's fun and they can just pick themselves back up yeah. and I, there's nothing wrong with going over and, and and giving them a helping hand either up um but if you're if, but if you're constantly pushing them down um that that's kind of a problem right um, uh, Kelly, so, so it sounds like, um, if I could repeat your words and maybe you could say, yeah, yes or no, it sounds like really understanding the vision of the company and, and the company you want to be, uh, and getting the right people invested in your company is, is kind of what you're talking about. I think so. I mean, it would be, you know, if, if my team didn't 
if their vision and goals weren't in line with mine, then I would have a hard time trusting them to do anything um, within the company because I feel like that's just such a big part of it. But yeah. we all want the same thing, and so we're all going to have our own creative way of accomplishing it to meet that same goal and objective. And, you I know. Think... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and when you kind of get everybody on the same page like that, then, you know, it doesn't have to be your way. Like, just let somebody else do it. And because, you know, that, that adds that adds into the culture. It empowers them. And it sort of adds a whole other dynamic to, you know, to your business. And you never know, they might do it better than you, right? They probably do. I mean, they probably they get, all the, they get all the training. Like, you know, my yeah. the, techs, the techs get all the tech training. The advisors get all the advisor training. They're better at their jobs than I could be. So I just let them answer their own questions because they right. are better at it than I am. Right. As long as it doesn't um, hurt my business. So I, I, I have to, I just have to really, I have to put my stamp on that. You know, I think, um, and then, and then I think you got to let people be people, you know, you got to let them do their thing. Uh, uh, and if you do give them good direction and, and, and look at the results and, and, and work towards results, not necessarily process, although we know we've talked about defining process, uh, are we getting the right results? Uh, uh, then I think we're in good shape. We're always in good shape. Jim, what would you tell uh, our audience uh, uh, about that? Well, I think as an owner, you have to learn to let go. You have to learn to not micromanage. Um, you got to trust your employees um, to make some good decisions. You have to share your vision with them on where you want to go, where you want to be. You have to earn their trust as well as them uh, earning yours. Earning yours. Um, you got to build a great culture. Um, and you should, as an owner, you should also surround yourself with other good shop owners. Um, and as well as coaching, I think right now the automotive business is very interesting. I think it's changing technology in these cars today are changing so rapidly. Um, you know, I know I can't keep up if I was a tech, you know, I'd fall back every day just just trying to keep up with what's new for the day um so you know but the biggest thing is 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 when you can not micromanage your business it 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 and you keep yourself to a couple of different tasks you get better at what you're doing and then then once your employees realize you're in it for the long haul and you support them 100 percent, and you treat them like family and you have their support then nothing stands in your way. I mean, it's, it's so Jim, just Jim earlier, you said something about, um, about learning about the numbers and how the business should run. It, it was that imperative to you being where you're at today, it, it, you know, um, and, and allowing the business to kind of do its thing. Cause it's, I, I want, I want people to understand that you can't run a business if you don't understand the business aspects of the business, you're not going to do well. Correct. Unless you're, Unless you you're very lucky or you're a genius, right? Um, so so was that like one of your key turning points was really un getting to understand the business itself as how the business should run? 
It definitely is. And, you know, each month we sit down with our employees and, you know, I never believe this, but now I do is we go over line for line on all our expenses. They know what I earn. So it's not this, you know, doing a hundred thousand a month and 70 of it's going in my pocket each month, which a lot of people believe, Um, you know, so by them understanding the business, has brought us all together. They know that I'm in it and they're in it. We're, you know, sometimes we struggle, sometimes we, we celebrate. Um, but it's very important to understand the business in terms of numbers. Um, you know, I'm still getting used to that. I'm still learning every day. You know, I get beat up every day by, you know, when we, when we have our monthly meetings, um, and it's in a good way, you know, I know what's right and what's wrong. I just gotta, I just gotta work that process. And, and I'm so glad to be part of that, but you definitely, as a boner, you need the support from other people, other people's opinions, other people's views, ideas, um, ideas. you know, I mean, the ideas I brought here, you know, some, we didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, we, we borrow from others and, and, and if it makes sense, we use it in our own business, but, um, you know, that, right. that's the only advice I have is to hire a coach and, and really try to don't micromanage your business. Let your employees be part of it so they feel part of it, and now you're all going in the same direction. Okay. Uh, BJ, um, last word, buddy. Uh, I would just say uh, start giving up some of the small things, right? Got to start somewhere. If you're not good at delegating and stuff, start giving up some small things. Uh, trust your people, and if you can't find, if you can't trust the people you have, find the ones that you can trust. As time goes on, it'll get easier and easier, right? Um, it does. And, and then when you need to, give your staff the credit they deserve, right? And just do it, just get it done. So I would also, uh, so so, make a list of what you do or what has to be done. Uh, determine if you're the person that has to do it, or if there's someone else that could do it. Uh, determine if there's somebody better to do it. Uh, and then make sure that whoever you hand it to, that first of all, they understand what the task is or the results need to be, when those results need to happen, and that you follow up on it uh, so that you actually manage them. So you make sure that they're working towards the right result. And if they do stumble, nothing wrong with picking them up. Just don't, don't do the job for them, right? And I think that's one of our problems. We want to jump in because it's so much easier sometimes just to do the job. Um, all right. Um, I want to thank uh, I want to thank you guys for being here, Kelly, uh, Jim, BJ. Uh, you know we greatly appreciate uh, we greatly appreciate your uh, you know helping the industry and, and being a part of this. Um, uh, we have a, a, a training uh, coming up, a sales uh, basics for owners and managers uh, on the 27th and 28th uh, of this month. Uh, uh, we also have. Uh, I guess that's April 27th and 28th here. If you want to find out, uh, theinstitute.com. Uh, um, and uh, you can find us on Podbean. Uh, you can find us on iTunes if you'd like to pick up the podcast. And we will uh, repost on Facebook once we clean this thing up and uh, get it out. So thanks, guys, for being here. We greatly appreciate it. Have a Thank wonderful you. day. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Join us next time as we discuss the dangers of getting green with envy, a look at how looking at the competition can spell disaster for you. 
Find other episodes like this one by searching The Leading Edge on Spotify and iTunes or visit us at ifrave.com forward slash podcasts. Brought to you by the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Thanks for listening.